the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Rio Imran and I'm eight years old. So coming up on Kids, I'm going to be speaking to Neil Berman. He is an aeronautical engineer. Do you know what aeronautical engineers do? Well, just stay tuned to 101.5 FM to find out more about them soon. You're listening to Kids on 101.9 FM. My name is Ria Emman and I'm eight years old. Thank you for tuning in into the High Kids Show. This is High Kids for Kids Back. Good afternoon, Neil. Good afternoon, Ria. Thanks for having me on your show. What is an aeronautical engineer? Aeronautical engineers deal with fluids, which means things like water and air, which move around quite easily. What we mostly are known for is dealing with helicopters and airplanes. But in fact, we deal with a lot more. Did you come to the studio in a car? Yeah. Well, the shape of a car is generally designed by an aeronautical engineer or an aerodynamicist. We also do things like work with spaceships, we work with drones, and even wind turbines to give electricity. What does BSc stand for? So BSc stands for Bachelor of Sciences. What that means is that our course is basically heavily based on scientific stuff and mathematical courses. We have about 38 courses within our degree, which we do which shows how the world works according to the laws of physics and science. And other than these 38 subjects, we have three practical subjects as well. Do you have to be... What are the three practical subjects in BSc Aeronautical Engineering? The three practical subjects are two sets of vacation work, which means that during our holidays, we don't get to go on holiday, but instead we go to a company and learn how to do things we'll need to do in the working world. When I did those, I got to do some aircraft maintenance. I worked with metal. I did some welding, some bending of metal, some cutting of metal. And the third practical course is also something called engineering professional activity. In that, we have to become a tutor for a younger year of study to show that we can teach them the things we've already learned. What is welding? Welding is when you take two pieces of metal and use something usually with a very high electrical current to make them very hot so they can join together. It's almost like gluing them together by joining them. What was your first job after you finished studying? After I finished studying, the first thing I did was that I was a draftsman for an aircraft manufacturing company. What that means is that I used to make drawings for them for the new parts and machines they wanted to make. What's a draftsman? So the draftsman is the person who makes the drawings that they then send to the manufacturer or to the workshop so that they know how, uh, what the new part they're making needs to look like. Why did you choose to study aeronautical engineering? Well, I chose to study aeronautical engineering because aeroplanes and rockets have always fascinated me. There's a quote by Leonardo da Vinci, for once you've tasted flight, you'll walk, with your, you'll walk the earth with your eyes turned skywards for there you you will have been, and there you will long to return. Except that he probably said that in Italian, but it's still true. I just wanted to help people live that dream of living in the clouds. What is your favorite part about your job? When I get to go home. No, just joking. Um, my favorite part is the fact that I get to help other people fly and live their dreams. There's something special about getting into the sky and where you're much more free than if you're just on a road. The fact that I can help people do that is very rewarding. There's a well-known quote which our chief engineer loves to say. 
A mile of road will take you a mile, but a mile of runway can take you anywhere you want to go. What were you interested in when you were growing up? So I've always loved aeroplanes and spacecraft, but I've also always been interested in other vehicles, especially the big ones, big ships, tanks and trains. I've also been fascinated by how these things actually work, because they can be so big but work so accurately and, and well. Also, I've had quite a bit of interest in animals and wildlife, but the thing which I found most interesting was always my dogs. Why are dogs? Because they've been my friends throughout my whole life. How do drones help prevent the poaching of rhinos? So the drones that I used to work with were used as sort of eyes in the sky. You'd set them, send them on a mission and tell them where to look in the game reserve. And while they were flying, you could look on their cameras. And if you saw something which didn't look right, like maybe poachers or something, you could radio into the game rangers and tell them exactly where to go to stop them. Is building a drone similar to building an airplane? Yes and no. Yes, because it's an aircraft, it flies, and, a lot, and the principles still stay the, stay the same. But with a, with, an, with a normal aircraft, you have passengers or, pilot, or at least a pilot and some passengers on board. So you need to worry about their life and all that and the size that they are as well. Whereas with a drone, you can start something very, from something very small, and it isn't always as dangerous as when you've got an actual person on board. How high can a drone fly? So that depends on the type of drone you've got. You can get cheaper, smaller drones, which can fly maybe a few meters or 100 meters or 200 meters high, up to the big military ones, which the army might use, and those can fly higher than an airplane which you'd fly on to go overseas. Why would the army use drones? The army can use drones for a few reasons. One can be to look what the enemy is doing and see if where their, where their armies are and things like that. And another one can be to actually attack the, the enemy rather than send in your own people who could be at risk. What is Rainbow Skyreach? Rainbow Skyreach is the company I work for. We're a light aircraft manufacturer based in Springs. Your company manufactures and builds light aircraft. What is the name of this aircraft? So the name of our aircraft is called the Bushcat, and it's a two-seater aeroplane. And you can buy it in two forms. You can buy it ready to fly or as a kit, which you can build yourself. Why is it named Bushcat? So the aeroplane actually used to have another name. It was called the Cheetah. But then we made a few big upgrades and improvements and decided that we'd made enough changes to actually make it better to give it a new name so that they could understand that it's a new aeroplane which is much better than the previous one. But we still wanted to keep it similar to the old one. So since the cheetah is a big cat that lives in the bush, we called it a bush cat. And it also reminds the people that the bush cat can land in rugged terrain and rough terrain and you don't need a fancy runway. At the bush? In the bush. That's cool. How long have you been walking there for? I've working, working, sorry, working, working. I've been working at Rainbow Skyridge for about three years now. Let's take a quick song break and we'll be right back. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Clark Kids for Kids Bar Kids. My name is Rua and I'm eight years old. I have Neil Berman in studio with me. If you have any questions for him, you can send an SMS to 34519 or WhatsApp to 061-895-1019 or call 010-140-3020. Now let's carry on with the questions. You work in aircraft maintenance. 
How do you check if something is broken and how do you fix it? So some breaks are actually quite easy to see because there might be a big crack in a piece of metal or a tube might be bent. And this you might pick up when the airplane lands or, in fact, before you do any flight, you have to check that the airplane is okay from simple things like the wheels being round to seeing that there aren't big cracks. So those are relatively easy to see usually. And to fix those, you might just have to remove the part and replace it or for some things, you can actually just put a patch over it. And like we were talking about welding earlier, that might be the way to fix it. That might be a, something you could do as well. For some other problems, they might be more difficult to see. For that reason, at specific times in an airplane's life, a trained aircraft mechanic actually has to go and carefully look at all the different parts of the airplane to see that they're okay. Some other brakes, the pilot might even notice because when he's flying, the airplane isn't behaving the way it normally does. Or he might get a warning in the cockpit saying, check this thing, it's not doing what it's supposed to. And if that does happen, you just have to try and fix it as soon as possible. So like broken wires and stuff like that? Yeah, that can happen as well. Do you do software updates on drones? So I don't do any. And in fact, a lot of people who fly smaller drones don't do any themselves. What often happens is they get the software which flies the drone from another company. So that other company does the software upgrades themselves. Do drones work on battery or do they, or do you need to plug them in to recharge? So a lot of the drones which people buy um, are battery powered and you do have to recharge those after each flight. The drones which I used to work on with the anti-rhino poaching, those had batteries to power the lights and, the, and the, to receive the signal and for the cameras and those you have to charge after each flight. But it also had a, a small petrol engine which is what it actually used to fly. How big is the kit to build the Bushcat airplane? So if you do decide to buy the airplane in the kit form so you can build it yourself, you get a very big file full of instructions and two big wooden boxes. The one box is about four and a half meters long by half a meter by half a meter, so it's long and thin. And the other one is about two and a half meters by about one and a quarter meters by about one meter, so it's a big fat box as well. Is it expensive? Well, the cost is in the region of 800,000 rand, but that's actually not such a bad price for an airplane. And prices can change a bit depending on what you want, if you want more fancy instruments inside the airplane as well. But if you consider that a Jeep Grand Cherokee or a Mercedes AMG A-Class or a Toyota Land Cruiser or many other cars actually cost more than that, why not rather fly when you don't have to stick to the roads and you can go everywhere you want? What kind of people buy the Bushcat as a kit? People who buy an airplane like the Bushcat love to fly, and they want something small and inexpensive to fly. If they buy it as a kit, they also usually are people who like working with their hands and want to actually see what it's like to fly something they themselves have built. They might use it just to fly around their farm or just to have fun on the weekends. We found those people so far in every continent of the world except Antarctica, and we've got airplanes in all those places. The people love to fly. And I recently even visited one of our airplanes in Israel, and there are a few more there being built as we speak. Who checks it for safety once it has been built? So in each country where it gets built, there has to be someone who's approved by the local, the local aviation authority who checks that the airplane is safe and that, you can, that it's okay to fly, and then you can register it and start flying. What is a typical work day for you? So there's nothing typical really because each day can be different. But we start at half past seven and usually go until five. 
And depending on the day, it might involve me just sitting in front of a computer the whole day using some software to maybe design a new part for the airplane. Or maybe we'll be doing some calculations of what the airplane needs to do or how strong a part needs to be. We might need to document things about the airplane. But we also often have to go into the workshop and work with the people in workshop and show them how we want things done or how to do things for the first time or ask them where's the, where there's a problem. We sometimes need to speak to our builders overseas and see where they're having problems and how we can fix that up. There's a whole lot of other things. And, of course, along the day we do break for lunch and tea and chat to the rest of the team. Is there only one type of aircraft that you build at Rainbow Skyreach? The company that came before Skyreach used to build some smaller types, but we don't make those anymore. We only build the Bushcat, but you can get the Bushcat in three different versions. One is called the nose wheel, which has a big wheel at the front and two big wheels behind it. We also get a tail dragger, which has two big wheels at the front and one small one at the back. And there are even a couple which are called amphibians, which have floats. So you can take them off from a normal runway, but you can also land them on the water. Have you ever built anything else besides an aeroplane? So when I was small, I used to love building things like Lego and Meccano. But as for bigger things, I used to usually just help my father with things around the house. Or we'd build shelves or some electrical components, and we do, used to do a lot of fixing as well. But I also used to make models of aeroplanes, small models, plastic ones. What is your dream job? So my bosses should just cover their ears right now. My dream job would probably be something involved with, with space flight. Like, do you know what SpaceX is? No. So they are a company which are trying to get people to fly out of, out of space and to the, perhaps the moon and Mars. So I think to work on something like that would be incredible. Do you only work on fly days? <laughs> we work every day and we make every day a fly day. Thank you for coming on High Kids and teaching us more about aeronautical engineering. It sounds fun and interesting. This has been High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Rio Inman and I'm eight years old. Thank you to my guest for coming on High Kids and thank you to my producer Mandy and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another High Kids show. Goodbye, kids.